Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello, kids. Welcome to season three and episode number 47 of The Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Uh, Today, recording day is February 1st, 2023. It wasn't yesterday, it's today. And seems like the weather will get a bit warmer today and tomorrow prior to deep freeze Friday where we'll be hitting minus 20 as a base temperature and minus 30 with the wind chill here at the Beaver Lodge. (sighs) I better find those long johns. I do not know where I put them. (laughs) I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is our dear and very much cherished Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Um, well, why don't we take some time to say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask him how his mental health is doing before we get started, kids. Good morning, Mr. Grizzly. Good morning, Mr. Beaver. I How's am, your mental health? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a little chilly. <laughs> Me too, actually. I'm, uh, 
it's a little, a little chilly, chilly right now. Yeah. Uh, mental health, I think, is okay. Um, yeah, we'll find out. I got a doctor's appointment next week as a follow-up, see how we're doing. Uh, but uh, it's it's chilly here today. Um, winter is back. It's decided to show up, actually. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's face it, it's just... Mm. I think that was the mildest January on record in Canada's capital, right. anyway. I, I'm sure the same thing for K-Town. It, it was... We had above zero a mul- multiple days. You know how it was rare that is? January up until about the 25th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I had lots of people saying, it's, I have green grass here. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> it's January. Green grass. It's bizarre. Greta Front was right. Backyard. Greta was right. Yeah. I actually, like, we have a, a little herb plant in the garden mm-hmm. that has like a little bit of oregano and thyme and rosemary and whatnot. We went and plucked thyme from that plant in January to make potato leek soup. That ain't it got normal. covered with snow and got preserved and came back and it was all perfectly chilled and preserved like we had put it in the fridge and we're, st- we're stepping off it. That ain't normal. That is right? not normal, dude. <laughs> that is discomforting. Um, you know, I, I spoke to a, a bunch of friends and I said, look, I'm, I'm going to complain about the weather. They go, why? It's been so mild. I go, that's my complaint. It's January. It should be colder. We should be getting more snow. I want to go skiing. I want to go skating on the canal. I want to do winter sports things that I can't do right now because it is so incredibly mild. And that leads us to the whole, oopsie, we've messed up the planet. It, it's knocked off its axis or something because it's not what it should be right now. And uh, they're, they're like, yeah. Everybody was in agreement. They're like, look, we like the milder weather. But it is disconcerting, right? Because we know that it, the, right. the ramifications, the bigger picture, it's not good. So, right, yeah. But it was mild, <laughs> damp and mild, and and I think I think we had. And now I'm going to have to double check. I'm going to go back and check the um, the weather reports. But I think we had about five, a maximum of five days of sunshine. Like five days where it wasn't overcast in the entire month of January. I could be wrong, but I think it was only five. So that affected a lot of moods for a lot of people. I know it affected my mental health. I I, Not only do I have, okay, let's list them, right? Dyslexia, ADHD, (laughs) depression, anxiety, and seasonal affective disorder. So five things. Uh, the depression and anxiety I take medication for, seasonal affective disorder, I have a light and I try and get as much daylight as, as I can, which is why the walk to work um, three to four days a week does help. It, it might not be full sunshine, but getting even daylight on your skin is good, right? right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just been a strange, strange year thus far. So let's see where we can go from here, shall we, sir? <laughs> Let's see, and uh, let's hope it's somewhere good. Well, remember, Winnie the Pooh is on <laughs> Mars. Winnie the Pooh on Mars. Uh, and all is right with the world. <laughs> w- Winnie the Pooh on Mars on mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> he does have very, his pupils do seem to be dilated. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, kids. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, uh, how much time do we have today? And do you have anything to start us off? Uh, uh, we, I can, uh, we can go till uh, seven forty-five. So you know, a little over forty-five minutes, all told. And yeah, I got a couple of quick little graphics for you here. All right. Um, we discussed this. When did we discuss this? A day or two ago uh, about the British Columbia and how the um, yes the uh, they're copying uh, Portugal's program and uh, this this uh, thing I have on the screen. I'll read it out. Driving the news after receiving a three year exemption from federal drug laws, BC has eased restrictions on possessing small amounts of hard drugs, including opioids, cocaine, MDMA, and meth or methamphetamines, with the aim of reining in drug abuse crisis why it matters. Right. BC's approach could become a case study of how to navigate such crises or how not to handle them for other provinces and countries. It may seem counterintuitive to decriminalize drugs during a drug crisis, but there is evidence that treating drug abuse as a public health issue can be effective. After Portugal decriminalized drugs in 2001, overdoses dropped off from about one a day to one every 17 days by 2021. Heroin addiction in particular fell too. But Portugal's program was tied to strong treatment efforts, which you and I have discussed, is, is a very important right. aspect. It needs to be, you need to have the treatment efforts in there. More recent and less successful drug liberalization efforts in parts of California suggest that treatment is a critical component to turning around an addiction, an addiction crisis. Well, no shit, Sherlock. What's next? To ensure that BC is doing more good than harm, it will publish quarterly updates around overdose numbers, addiction rates, and possession charges. Access to the new data is part of the reason why the feds gave the province the go-ahead in the first place. We did discuss this, and it is something that, you know, the treatment component is paramount. Just decriminalizing on its own is not going to fix the problem. It's the first step in, in uh, um, a marathon, literally a marathon that we have to walk because you don't run this marathon. Uh, it's the very first step and there's many more to be taken, but getting addiction counseling in and treatment and recovery, getting people off of uh, opioids or whatever, whatever they're addicted to, getting them clean and sober and getting them back into society as productive members is, is what we all want. And including the addict, because once the addict becomes clean and sober, anybody addicted to drugs, once you're clean and sober, you, and I'm not speaking for personal experience, I'm speaking from anecdotal evidence and evidence and stories that I've read, stories, reports that I've read. Once you get uh, clean and sober, you want to rejoin society and become a productive member. Nobody wants to be strung out all the time. Right. You know, right. even even yeah. Yeah. even the folks that don't want to, uh, for usually it's a mental health issue to not be a productive member of society. They don't want to be strung out all the time. Nobody yeah. wants to be like that. So no, there's let, no point. Let's get let's let's do what civilized society does, and take care of the folks who can't take care of themselves. So eventually, they can take care of themselves and help others. Yep. It's what civilized and, uh, societies do. Yes. Uh, BC, BC's chief coroner, Elisa Lapointe, uh, came out yesterday to say that uh, British Columbia has experienced an average of six deaths every day 
every week wow. for two years. Wow. Yes. The vast majority of those dying are males, and 70% of those who died were aged 30 to 59. In uh, 2022, about 2,300 people died in British Columbia alone, and uh, greater than 11,000 have died in British Columbia since the crisis was declared in 2017. The opioid crisis in British Columbia is killing First Nations people at more than five times the rate of average British Columbians. Wow. Yes. Dr. Nell Wyman, the acting chief medical officer for the First Nations Health Authority, says uh, reasons for that include the effects of intergenerational trauma due to colonialism. As of course. Residential schools, the legacy of which, as expected, mm-hmm. the 60 scoop and ongoing uh, child apprehensions, as expected, systemic racism, as expected, and, of course, lack of timely access to culturally safe mental health, substance use, and wellness services. Uh, Because sometimes uh, it seems that uh, between going to detox and actually getting a treatment bed, um, there's sometimes a two- to three-week gap Mm -hmm. where you have to try and remain Mm -hmm. clean, even though you don't have all the other supports, like like Housing First and all those other things that we've talked about. And that's when people slip through the cracks, right? Right. And as we mentioned on the last show, there's certain provinces in which if you have a criminal charge pending, yeah. you can't actually access the treatment center even if you want help. So if you so decriminalize if you, if you committed it. a crime and you hit bottom, let's say, at mm-hmm. that moment, mm-hmm. you realize you want help. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm sorry, now you have a criminal charge. We can't help you. So we're just going to throw you out. We're going to throw you away because your life means nothing to us. That's the message they're sending, whether they realize it or not. That's the message. Yep, exactly. And if you look uh, on the screen, I've posted uh, uh, Saucy Sea Witch, uh, Rhiannon's uh, comment, addiction never ends. It's a constant battle. Some days are more of a fight than others. However, when the world is in such turmoil and you have people using to escape, then it gets out of control. Once again, home run from, from Rhiannon. Knocked it out of the park. Like... But uh, we 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 gotta we gotta have a the three of us you myself and Rhiannon have to have a meeting because like a Zoom meeting not a not not one of these just a separate Zoom meeting we gotta talk about some stuff because I I think she'd be a a great West uh, East Coast uh, uh, reporter for us because damn she's always just bang on the money on everything <laughs> like mm. I know you I know there's a, a huge age gap between us but Rhiannon your wisdom is beyond my years I mean that. Like, you're always just knocking them right out of the park, man. Like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. While we're here, we didn't say good morning to the kids. Oh, oh yes, please there. do that, You'll sir. join us on the chat. Good morning, Kitty Lane. Good morning, Kit Leanne. Good morning, Kit Lazy Sunday with Wade and Doe, you beautiful people. Good morning, Kit Hugh. Lovely to see you, good friend. Lovely to see you. Good morning, Kit Linda M. Good mapu. Hey, Kit Bruce. I hope. You're doing well where you are. Good morning, Kit Mohan. So nice to see you join us yet again. Good morning, Kit Saucy. Good morning, Kit Jen. Ah, you beautiful people. You fill my heart with joy. And uh, yeah, Hugh. Oh, uh, uh, good morning, Kit. What can you do? I uh, hope uh, uh, I got your message and uh, there should be a response coming yeah, soon. Yeah, I sent if it. You haven't received it already. Yeah, I sent there the message out. So. Um, yes, uh, somebody, uh, Kit, what you, can you do? And uh, invited us to uh, to be on their show. Uh, so, uh, yes, we're uh, uh, domination. World domination is coming. People will know about us. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No domination. No domination. Oh, come on, Mr. Green. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. It's time to take over the network. I don't want to dominate anybody. For one billion dollars. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love Gord. Gord. I, I don't want to take over anything or dominate anyone. I just want to be. Uh, I just want to be everybody's friend. Uh, your pal. Your uncle Paul. <laughs> when I shave this off in in May or June, I won't be Uncle It'll Paul. Be your younger brother Paul. Yeah, right it's Uncle Paul. Yeah, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look like I'm 12 years old. So I won't be Uncle Paul then. I'll just be uh, brother Paul or cousin Paul or whatever you want to <laughs> slap on there. Feel free. I, I was working on my uh, my um, uh, Vin Diesel voice this morning. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I got I got more work to do on it, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. He's got a little bit more depth with the grunge at the same time. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it into something mm-hmm. sooner or later. Uh, oh, Kitty Lane just said Douglas needs cookies. Mm. Like, just, just send them right through that camera right there. Yeah, it's just, I'll, be, yeah, I'll be glad to take them. And yeah, I'll, 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 I'll. Cookies are fuel. Mm. Coffee's fuel, fuel for me. <laughs> Who needs food? Food's for people with money. I just need coffee and whiskey. Coffee is to Mr. Grizzly like cookies are to me. <laughs> and if you understand that, you've all passed your SATs. <laughs> we have, when did we get SATs? Is that a new thing? I know MCAT, I LSAT. No, the, but remember when you, you, you'd always like look at those things and they'd have those little exercise something like with the colon is to something as colon colon something is to something? And you, um, one of them would be blank, and they'd give you like choices, and the, you know, was to see how if you were able to compare. Oh, they were the multiple water. guess CTBS testing, Canadian test of basic skills. Those things, the multiple guess. It's almost yeah. never C C C C C. <laughs> 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 I had a so the true story. Back in the, uh, I was in the ninth grade, tenth grade. And a buddy of mine who was a year younger than me was in the ninth grade. And for his math final exam, he decided that he would take four hits of acid, which was a terrible idea. And uh, he wrote his name for every single answer on the math (laughs) Math finals. He got 0%. (laughs) Every answer was just his name. Oh, man. I'm like, dude, what what were you thinking? (laughs) Don't do math. Do math. Be high on math. That's right. <laughs> I said math, 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 Q, math, high on math. High on math, <laughs> math, not meth. Uh, now, now he works in oh, uh, man, film man, production, man, man. doing special effects and blowing shit up. I kid you not. He, uh, he turned out okay after all the drugs he did. Go figure. Go figure. Uh, and uh, Kit Hugh, yeah, congratulations to your lad. 97% on that business exam. Holy crap. Hey, hey, hey. Well That's done, sir. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yes. And uh, Kit Elaine, I hope your appointment goes very well today. Um, more health stuff for you, Kits. Uh, new national benchmarks for long-term care homes have been published, in addition to those that were published last month by the Canadian Standards Association. If uh, that rings a bell to you, if you look on any electronics or stuff that you CSA. have, if you see this little logo that says CSA there, um, that's the Canadian Standards Association. It's been around forever, and it's very, 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 very respected. Highest standards uh, the in standard, the world. In the world. Highest standards in the world. Yeah. The CSA? We, we set, yeah, we yeah. set the bar for everybody else. I know that the uh, European Union, which has the CE sticker, they have uh, brought the bar up to this, the Canadian Standards Association. So, All right. And what is go. it? In the, in the new the, standards? The U.S. has one, but I can't remember what it is. It's e, EA or, or 
They have one as well. I can't remember. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No worries. The new standards are voluntary. Uh, Of course. (laughs) Right. Advocates are pushing for them to be made mandatory via legislation. Uh, Liberals promised a safe long-term care act in the last election. Work on it is in the beginning stages. The federal government has committed $3 billion to implement the standards, but experts say it will take several more. In fact, uh, the current parliamentary budget officer says that it would take about $14 billion a year more than that, which has been currently earmarked. So that's how bad things have gotten. Uh, In the early days of the pandemic, 80% of long-term uh, sorry, 80% of COVID deaths were in long-term care residences, and that was the highest rate in the mm-hmm. OECD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and things got so bad, of course, in Quebec and Ontario, we had to send in the armed forces, and as Mr. Grizzly keeps on reminding us, uh, very, very tough, hardened Canadians who are trained to see and deal with absolutely everything got PTSD as a result of what they've seen. In the long-term yeah. care homes. Yeah, battle, battle-hardened, battlefield medics got PTSD from what they witnessed. Yeah. So, okay. so that's, that's, and there was no consequence for the people who did that. Because they got re-elected with a bigger majority. Yes. And in then, both provinces. And then they, they passed, and then they passed a law in Ontario that prevents you from suing the corporation that owns the home that mistreated your loved one. Yes, so you entrust your loved ones with their safety, and then when you find out you picked the wrong home, which you couldn't have known before, right? Um, then there's nothing you can do. Well, too bad, got your money, and oh, well, we're sorry for your loss. Thoughts and prayers. Moving Side, on. Sidebar to that, I had a conversation with a friend about this a while ago, and, and he said, you know, the province shouldn't be funding this. It should be, why can't people take take their elderly parents into their home? I'm like... People are barely making ends meet as it is right now. Um, you know, you, you got, and we're living in smaller houses in many cases. Many cases, if you're, if you're in an apartment or a condo, it's smaller than it was 50 years ago. If you're in a single family home, uh, it might be quite a bit bigger than it was 50 years ago, right? There's that trade-off because houses yeah. have gotten bigger because they've been more efficient. But not everybody has the financial means to uh, take on an elderly parent which is why a lot mm-hmm. of elderly parents have moved into um, retirement living communities uh, using their retirement funds to pay, that, pay for it, along with some contribution from family members. But it, it's, just, it's not like it was 50, 60, 70 years ago. Times have changed, and, and people need to understand that because times have changed, people are doing the best they can with the, the, the tools at their disposal. This is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the standards touch on many areas, such as infection prevention and control, preventing falls, Mm -hmm. because that's often the first thing that leads to uh, the first domino in a series of things that happen afterwards. Flexible visitor policies, because um, COVID kind of revealed those were a little necessary. Mm -hmm. How to build new homes and retrofit older ones. Uh, um, hours of care dedicated and emergency planning. The federal government commissioned the standards, but implementing them or not is up to the provinces. And um, Ontario seems to, you know, 
was ground zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minister, the current minister of long-term care, Paul Calandra, Mr. Pizza Boy, mm-hmm. if you remember him from his federal days where he uh, completely deflected on questions by talking about his parents' pizza place, who replaced Dr. Merrily, Merrily, Merrily selling them down the river Fullerton, who still is in cabinet. She's responsible for children now. Great. Yeah. Um, She's going to so, get him at both ends, coming in and yes. exiting. And we haven't heard a word from her since the election once. She's not been in the media once. So she's doing a lot for the kids. Yeah. Um, Apparently. But uh, Paul Calandra basically indicated that Ontario was going to back away from those, stating, and I kid you not, this is the quote. I kid you not. I have no interest in watering down what Ontario is already doing. I'm going to take a look at the federal standards. I suspect Ontario will still have the highest standards. I suspect Ontario will still have the highest standards. Almost one-third of all long-term care deaths in Canada have taken place in Ontario. I would not say that those are the highest standards. Um, And these are standards that have been put together by a panel of people and organizations who have experience in long-term care. And you are actually coming out and trying to pre-frame all discussion of this as being the federal standards are seeking to water down Ontario's already highest standards? Doug Ford's little red plastic shovel is doing a lot of fucking work. (laughs) Excuse my language. It's okay, dude, when when you get PO'd. Feel it. Feel the rage. You're allowed to. Every now and then I rage. I'm I'm trying not to. It is coming up through the floor and going right through my freaking body. <laughs> well, you know, since right. my but like there's there's already like like you know what? Yeah, the federal government wants to do that, but we'll go our work. We've got our own plan. We've got our own work. That's bad enough. Yes. But, oh, yeah, well, no, we're not going to, like, water down our standards to meet the federal new ones. Mm -hmm. Look, how many times have you heard human capital, right? They've stated we need more human Mm -hmm. capital, which means they see us as cattle. We are serfs in a feudal system designed to uh, be basically bank accounts that they can siphon money out of. They don't fucking care. Yep. We got comments from the kids here that are just, um, yeah, yep, yep, yep. We've got, uh, we've got to Kit Elaine saying, my youngest daughter is with me for life. Uh, she's on the spectrum and not able to be alone. Kit Hughes says, seeing what these clowns have done to my dad and his bride fills me with a violent rage. Kit Linda M. Having standards means nothing if the homes are not held accountable for meeting them. Kit Saucy. The nuclear family construct has been driven in to the point that it means excluding older family members. We are so, we are society designed on selfishness, and that will be our doom if we don't change. And Saucy, every time I see one of these questions on the web that turns around, like, what's like society's greatest problem or what will be the downfall? I always say selfishness. Uh, greed kills. Greed kills. I am right there. I am right there. Kit Leanne, my friend is a mate manager for a retirement home they are currently at 19 elders and in lockdown with covid (sighs) 
Let's do some breathing exercises, kids. They asked us, as I keep on saying, and I wish I had like church sermon music going on here. It's like, we are not learning to live with COVID. More people have died from COVID in Canada in 2022 than in 2020 and 2021. We are not learning to live with COVID. We are being taught, ordered, commanded to not give a fuck mm-hmm. as people die from COVID. That's the road we've been led down. And I saw a comment along the lines of that the other day, good sir. And and the comment was, see, the vaccines don't work. And then somebody immediately popped up a a graphic that showed that 90% of the COVID deaths were unvaccinated individuals. I think uh, 5% were two doses of vaccine and 1% and less to make up the rest were three and four doses. So science is real. Numbers don't lie. Make your own informed decision. We'll give you the information. You make the decision. Getting a vaccine will probably, in all likelihood, save your life. I'm not telling you what to do. It's your decision. But numbers don't lie. Ninety-five percent of the deaths in ninety percent, ninety-five percent of the deaths in Canada in twenty twenty-two uh, from COVID were unvaccinated individuals. Yes. So they forced Canadians into the meat plants when it wasn't safe, and people got sick and died. We warehoused our seniors in long-term care homes and then did not give them the adequate protection for what can happen in a long-term care home. And it's not like we did not know that this can happen in long-term care homes because we have policies for flu and any other to, you know, communicable diseases. This isn't new. Long-term care homes get shut down. This is not new. They just decided not to do it. Well, and speaking, decided not to do speaking it. from personal experience here, my uh, occupation the former portion of my job that I used to do would have me in long-term care homes two, three times a week doing maintenance on audiovisual systems, security surveillance systems, uh, internet, telecom. And I would show up and I would have a code to code in, right? Because a lot of the, Mm -hmm. they, they have codes on the doors to get in and out and on in and off of certain floors. And, They would hand me, pre-COVID would hand me a mask, make me sanitize my hands, and then make me fill out a questionnaire before I could set foot in the building. I'd be in the lobby and they'd ask me all these, have you been, have you been traveling here? You do have a cough, cold, because if you have any of these things, you can't set foot in the building. So it's not like we didn't know how to do this. This is Mm pre-COVID. I'm going back 10, 12, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. This is what was done. COVID comes along. They threw all that shit right out the window. Any of us who have had parents or relatives in long-term care homes, whether it's senior or, you know, for, uh, you know, disabilities of any kind, know this, know this. We've experienced this. So repeatedly over and over and over and over again, right? You've been stuffed into meat plants. We have not given the kids all the HEPA filters that they have needed. We've sent kids to back to school in groups immediately after March breaks and Christmas breaks rather than waiting a week. Uh, We've... uh, uh, warehoused our seniors over and over and over again from the moment 
it became clear that we were going to have a vaccine. And conservatives decided to get off the Team Canada bus and started mm-hmm. to find the political wedges because now we had a vaccine. They've been asking us over and over and over and over and over and freaking over again to sacrifice children, elders, everyone. People who are immunocompromised. The elderly, the disabled, sacrificed them one by one, turn after turn, at the altar of the freaking economy. Mm-hmm. Greed kills. And what are again? we getting for it? What are we getting for it? Privatized health care, rising interest rates, and ridiculous food infl- inflation, double digit. Yeah, Loblaws put out a thing yesterday saying how, uh, well, we only make 4%. Yeah, last year your profits were up by 30%. So which one is it? Because you're a publicly traded company, it's real easy for us to access that information. It's not a secret. You're publicly traded. The information's right there. Profits up by 30%. But we only make a 4% profit last year. You fucking liars. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's... Just, again... And then, of course, each one of these uh, 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 conservative provincial premiers, every single one of them will turn around and say, it's all Trudeau's fault. And thousands of people across the country will fall into the trap of believing that bullshit statement, and I will turn around and tell each and every single one of them, you are confusing provincial responsibilities with federal ones. All the Prime Minister of Canada does is is distribute money to the provinces. The provinces then need to go ahead and use it and put it into health care, to child care, to autism care, to senior care. And they're not doing that. And each province that says, look, we have a surplus this year, you have fucking failed. There should be no surplus with public funds. Every single cent should be spent on the public because it's our money, goddammit. If you, at the end of a fiscal year, have a, a surplus in your budget in the province that you're running as a corporation because you're obviously not running it in the interest of the public if you have a surplus you have failed the public horribly that money is meant to be spent on the public yeah. period so we get we go back to that quote from Paula Calandra I have no interest in watering down what Ontario is already doing he doesn't care doesn't care GFY, my friend, GFY. Advocates insist on standard-based accreditation legislation. Candace Swenick, a QP from QP, who represents thousands of long-term care care health workers, has stated, if there is any resistance from the premiers across the country on any of these standards, I think they're significantly misreading the will of the people that they represent. Health Minister, Federal Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos stated, we are looking forward to sign agreements and see how they can use those dollars to further meet these new standards. But again, that initial commitment is just $3 billion, and the parliamentary budget officer says that $14 billion above and beyond that would be required. Mm. <sighs> All right, uh, kids, uh, I have a show, I guess, Mr. Grizzly, because we need to wrap up. Yes, sir. Um, we, we, uh, I don't think we had a focus a topic, but I... I think, I think we both got pretty passionate and emotional about it today. 
and uh, uh, regrettably, I, I, pardon? The topic was health. Health, yes, you are correct. Yeah, the topic okay. was health right off the hop. I just, um, the, the gears are really turning up in, in here right about now, right? And, and I wish we had more I time. Know. I wish we had more time. Sometimes, you know, life just uh, doesn't, doesn't allow us to have the time we need when we want it. But that's, that's how it goes some days. I have to get into the office to get to the day job so I can earn enough money so we can continue to do this. But please hit the, hit the button down there in the, down there in the far corner and, and uh, we're good to go. All right. Yeah, I know. Mr. Grizzly is like, I tried to have a sermon going on there and uh, yeah, you had a lot to say. <laughs> I didn't actually get it out. <laughs> All right, kids. Um, that's the end of this episode. My script for some reason is <laughs> spread over two screens. There we go. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it because we loved making it for you. And the reason for which my rate of speech has slowed down is because I'm looking to scroll to the end <laughs> and looking to buy time. Uh, <laughs> remember that sharing is caring uh, and word of mouth is priceless. So please let your peeps know about us um, because democracy is something you do. Um, I don't have anything today to be totally honest, Kits, but uh, if you uh, like the members of QP, and like many of the kids here on the chat today, believe that uh, your provincial governments should be establishing those standards. Why not write a letter to your MPP? Please do, or your MLA. Or your MLA, telling uh, them that uh, you want them to accept the federal long-term care resident standards. That would be a good idea. I'd love to get uh, Dr. Really Viv like on, if we could, Dr. Viv. I've asked her several times. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, we maybe got a response, yes or no. Put the request through Dean, maybe, and maybe he can get her to come on the show, because he talks to her all the time. So, just a thought. Yes. Please, yep. sir. Yep. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly-friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. Ah, uh, what you can do says Breach. Love it. Well, they'll tell you, Brother Cates. <laughs> we love to hear from you. Reach us on the Fastabook on True at True, True North Eager Beaver at Fastabook at True Eager on Twitter or by email via True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. You, you can subscribe to us via our pod page site, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words. And when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, will come straight to you and you will not miss an episode. But if you are watching this on video, why not smash that button and subscribe to us? Please That'll do. help us out a lot. Yeah, we need to get to a thousand. We can't do this without you and we can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show, well then you can find our tip jar at our coffee page. That's coffee, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver. That's eager beaver all in one word, lowercase letters, k, lowercase letters, sorry, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver. And finally, we've got the merch. We've got the merch. We've got quality, eager beaver merch. We've got the merch you love, the merch you need, the merch you want in sizes from small to 3XL, something for literally everybody. 
everybody. And you can get it at crier.co slash crier hyphen media hyphen shop. And then click on the True North Eager Beaver tab. That's where you go to get yourself some fabulous today, darling kitties. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your Eager Beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Thank you to all the kids who are wishing uh, everybody a wonderful, happy hump day or happy humping day if you happen to have romantic plans with someone you love. Just saying. Mr. Grizzly, words of wisdom. Bundle up, kits. It's going to be a cold one out there. It's uh, currently minus 18 in Canada's capital, and we're expecting uh, wind chills thanks to the polar vortex of minus 50 degrees Celsius, which is about minus mm-hmm. minus 61 Fahrenheit from our... Uh, Let's go streaking! Oh, you want to talk shrinkage in that weather? <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk turtleage. That's called turtleage. That's the turtleage. It's like... I need a pail of warm water to put my stuff in, so it'll just come out. I need a pail of warm water is what I need. Um, anyway, okay, so um, let's just roll the credits so I can get to work. <laughs> the True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation, and copy written by the Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kits, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. Somebody get this man a bucket of warm water. Warm water. I need a bucket of warm water. <laughs> See ya. Bye, kids. <laughs> The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.